Well, a number of you have been asking uh, from last week how my health has been doing, so I thought I'd give you a quick update on that. The doctors still have no idea what's going on with me, and so I'm still suffering from vertigo every so often. But as you can probably see, I don't have a cane anymore, so you're clear from me whacking you with that. Uh, so I'm glad to be back. I was able to go and have Christmas break from the seminary, go see my parents for a little bit. I haven't gotten to see them very often over the last couple of years. So it was nice to be able to spend some time and really just eat a lot of my mom's food. <laughs> and then I was welcomed back with an ice storm. It was great. <laughs> it is really good to be back, though. I'm really appreciative of, of being able to be back home. Turning towards the gospel today, there was something that really caught my eye, and I really thought I'd spend some time delving into it with you today. And the line that caught my eye was this. He taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Well, to understand this, let's first look at the scribes, because who are they? The scribes were people who would spend their lives studying the law, the Torah. They would follow the teachings of a famous rabbi for interpretation guidance. And then they would teach that guidance that they had received to others on the Sabbath. Typically, they didn't have outlandish teachings. They would just teach what they had learned, kind of like a parrot. Whatever they heard, they said back. Polly want a cracker? Yep. And so they would just repeat themselves over and over and over again, century after century. But Jesus was different. He taught having authority. He didn't say, according to so-and-so, this passage means X, Y, Z. No, he would break that passage open himself. And even more so, he spoke in such a way that actions themselves would follow afterwards. We hear that Jesus is able to command the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and it listens. The unclean spirit listening is also another key aspect for us in this gospel. Because although there were some who were able to drive out demons in the time of Jesus, as well as before Jesus, there were some demons who just didn't seem to get the point and get driven out. This seemed to be one of them. But something to remember, Paul says in the letter to the Philippians, something like this. Every knee above the earth and under it shall bow at the authority of the name of Jesus. Authority is far more than just say this and do it. Like some many, many, far too many authoritative figures would like it to be. It comes from the inherent dignity of God, and we see it especially showing up in the prophets, prophets of the Old Testament. See, they were mediators between God and his people, God and us. Prophets like Moses in our first reading, or Jonah from last Sunday, they spoke with the authority of God to his people. You remember last week's reading, right, of Jonah? When God said he would destroy Nineveh, but because everyone heard and believed, they repented, and God then repented and did not destroy them. The prophet has the authority of God to help direct the people. But far too often, the people who should be listening 
to the prophet, choose instead to continue doing their own will instead. That's sin. All week, this past week, we've been reading out of the second book of Samuel, hearing the tell of King David. King David is a mighty king who was chosen by God as a youth when he was just a shepherd. But as an adult, he turned away from God. And as a result, it cost him and his children dearly. The authority of Jesus, however, is different. Since he is God, it is not something that is bestowed upon him, like Moses or Jonah. Again, his authority is different. He not only speaks, but he does. Think of this story. When Jesus was sleeping in the boat with his followers, the boat began rocking back and forth because there was a lot of wind. And the waters were coming into the boat, and the followers were afraid that they were going to die. And they were upset with Jesus because he was asleep. When they finally get him to wake up from his nap, he rebukes him and rebukes the wind and tells the wind to calm down. The wind, the waves, calmed. And of course this makes sense that he would be the one to have the authority over the wind and waves. When in Genesis we hear that God said, let there be and there was when there was Excuse me, let me start that one over. Of course, he has the authority over the wind and the range because in Genesis, God says when it's time for creation, let there be and there was. So he takes a void that was nothing and has the wind that was causing chaos calm. This too is what Jesus does. He takes from chaos and brings calmness. So in the synagogue, Jesus shows his authority is different because he doesn't quote another rabbi because there was no rabbi before him. He uses his authority to command even the unclean spirit because even the unclean spirit are creatures subject to authority. He is seen as being different because he is different. And I think it's far too easy for us to place Jesus into a category of being just another prophet and not one who has the true authority in and over our lives right here and right now. But I want to remind you that we participate in this authority as well. Through the descent of the Holy Spirit in our baptism, we are marked forever as a Christian. And with that mark, we are given the authority of Christ as well. That is why we are told to pray unceasingly in everything that we do. Now, this praying does not have to be constantly, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. But that prayer can be our actions, the way that we live our lives, and everything that we do, and everything that we say, and everything that we see. That can be turned into prayer. But most importantly, that prayer that we partake of is the Eucharist. We are given the gift of Christ when we receive him in any of the sacraments, but most especially when we partake of him in the Eucharist. 
If the prayer of one person like Jonah can change the world for so many, imagine what a room full of people could do if they just prayed. So pray. Pray always. Pray when you are happy. Pray when you are sad. Pray to say thank you to the Lord and pray to ask him for something. But for the love of God, pray. Christ gave us the gift of his authority, and in a few minutes we will be partaking of that authority in the Eucharist. Be like the people of the synagogue and be in awe when you look upon our Lord when you come to receive him.